This is El Paisano Media, and you're listening to EPM Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Real Hondo Sports Zone. This is our first, fifth episode. To be honest, it doesn't even feel like it's our fifth. Episode. I feel like we've been doing this for a long time. We're we're just so insane hey, like that. We're oh the my god! No. And I'm your host Mia Alvarez, and I'm also your current online sports editor for the El Pasano newspaper. And with me, I have our mystery guests, Noah and Lorenzo. Hi guys, hey. my name is Lorenzo Gaitan, uh, EIC here at El Pasano. Noah Scobie, former sports editor at El Pasano newspaper. Okay, today is an exciting day. We have our mystery guests. Mr. Guest, can you please say your name? Hi, my name is Nadine Arnos. Oh, that's the wrong <laughs> uh, it's, it's always a good start oh when we mess God. up the buttons. It's, oh, oh yeah, God. it's supposed okay. to be the, the clap. The clapping one. Sorry, guys. Oh. We'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. It's going to get cut. It's going to get cut okay. in post. Um, yeah, can you give our viewers a brief explanation of exactly who you are, who you play, like, what, what program you play yes. for? Yes. Um, so my name is Nadine, and I play for the Rio Hondo women's volleyball team, and I also play for the beach team as well. What? <laughs> oh, my God. And I know this is going to be your last year, right? Yes, I'm a sophomore. Are you Are you kind of, like, yeah, sad? I'm, I, or? I'm sad to be leaving Coach Esco. We have built – I've been at Rio since 2019, um, so I've built a good connection with Coach Esco, so I'm going to be sad to be leaving Coach Esco. Oh, I know you, uh, I think it was last game, it was sophomore night. How did that experience feel for you to be honored with uh, four of your other sophomore teammates? Uh, I think it was pretty awesome, especially since we won that game. Um, it was a cool experience to be able to celebrate the two years that we had together. Uh, it's been a long two years, but it also has gone by really fast. So it was pretty cool to see um, all of us celebrated in that way. And wh- what's next for Nadine after Rio? Um, I'm hopefully I'm going to transfer to a four year either for indoor or beach volleyball. I just haven't decided, but any, any school that will take me, I'll play for them. Scholarship or not? Um, hopefully, hopefully to get a scholarship so I don't have That's to pay. Right. Any specifics? Any like dream school? Any hints to drop? Um. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to add anybody, but just. Um, I, a school came to watch me play, but it was for beach. So I, I wouldn't mind playing beach volleyball. I kind of would hope to play at a higher level, like hopefully Division II, um, so I can, you know, compete. I love playing against girls that are better than me because I think it makes me better. So no, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, and we see you on the court. It's just, like, crazy. Like, I would think I was telling you before, I was like, when we see you play, like, when you're spiking, you just freeze in midair. And it's just, like... <laughs> Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy to see it. And then it's great for the shots, too. Oh, yeah. And we love when, like, you... S- it's just crazy. We love all the girls, too, but it's just... We gush about <laughs> yeah. you the most. <laughs> yeah. It's, um... Especially, like, I've taken a lot of pictures. Like, I've been there for a couple games for you guys. And it's you guys... Your pictures... Your pictures, specifically, are the most... <laughs> ones. Like, there's one that I have of you. It's you looking onto the court, and it's just the back. It's your number seven, mm-hmm. and it's just like, dude. I sent the, I sent a bunch to Coach Esco, and like they're 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 sick. She likes them a lot. I I, I don't know if she's ever sent them to you guys, but I I think yeah. she has. Yeah, I feel like I look very serious in all my photos. <laughs> hey, that's good. I have a quick question. 
Um, what do you think is contributing to the team's stellar play so far? Um, honestly, I think it's it's Coach Esco. Um, she believes in us so much, and at every practice, she lets us know how much she believes in us and how great we are and how great we can be. And when someone believes in you that much, it gives you the confidence to play hard and believe that you can beat anybody who's on the other side of the court. That's good. And then having your teammates set you up all the time, has that made you a better outside hitter? Yes, definitely. I feel like they have a lot of um, like trust in me to be the leader on the team, so I feel like I have to play good every single game to um, just to be that leader and, and just show them, yeah. Yeah, I know. I think last game when you went up against El Camino, you were giving a speech to them, like, come on, girls, like you guys could do this. And I was just like, wow, like, how does that feel like for you to actually give some advice to your other teammates? Um, I, I feel I feel good about it. Sometimes I, I'm very aggressive and probably not use the like the nicest words to them. But um, I feel like they take it and they respond really well to it. And they it gets them motivated to want to play to play better. Yeah, I think I think you need that that fire voice when when people hear you, and usually it delivers. Yeah, and then I know this is your guys' seventh win. It was Wednesday. How did that feel to win? And it was also a night that they were honoring like their sophomores. And then also before you talk, <laughs> then you guys clinched second place in the SEC as well so all that combined how do you feel yeah that, that was definitely an awesome feeling the last time we played El Camino we lost to them in three which was pretty bad so it was definitely a redemption game for us especially on its sophomore night so we were like let's go we were all super motivated and hungry to win and we pulled off that win and it was super awesome to have that win um, on sophomore night yeah, awesome no you going back to a comment you made you were like there's this like, you feel that sense of leadership for you do you feel like there's any sort of pressure coming with the position that you have on that team? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> um, sometimes I feel like um, I feel like I do. There is a some somewhat of a pressure that I have to like play good all the time or like be good all the time. But um, if I am not doing good, I try to I try to figure out other ways that I can try to motivate my team. Whether it's like talking really loud or like if I'm not hitting well, I'll try to like, hey, I'm going to pass really well so my my other hitters can get um, can get kills. I think it's just um, my teammates. I feel like my teammates believe in me, so that has helped me like have that leadership, that leadership mindset, and and feel that pressure and still be okay with it to play. Yeah, speaking of motivation, I believe uh, Coach Esco was telling us uh, you suffered a knee injury last year. How has that motivated you to become a better player this season? Yeah, I tore my ACL and both my meniscuses um, oh. my Ouch. senior year of high school, so 2019, and then that's when I came. To Rio, um, and I feel like that's motivated me to just play every game like it's my last. Because I didn't think when I tore my ACL was gonna be like my last time playing volleyball for a certain amount of time for like a year. Because that was like as long as the recovery was was like a year. And so now playing, I just think this could be my last time playing volleyball. I don't know if I could get injured again, so I'm just gonna go like all out and play like it's my last time gonna touch a volleyball. Yeah, and look, it really shows. And I'm gonna throw some stats at you right now, but. I honestly feel you need some type of recognition from the SEC. Because <laughs> look at where you're throwing down on the floor right now. You you finished second in dates per set with a 3.94 percentage. And then your fellow teammate, Faith Water, finished fourth 
with a 3.63%. And then you finished third in the SEC with 248 bids. Also, lastly, Faith Water finished second in the SEC with service aces per set with a 0.63, followed by you finished fourth in the SEC with a 0.49. So... I think you need recognition. There's got to be an MVP that. award. Yeah. They have to. I check those statistics like almost every day after every game because they, they, they refresh, I guess, every game. And I always want to be like in the top for like digs and like kills per set. I'm checking it every day because I want to be like the best <laughs> out of everyone in the conference. I'm always striving to be the best. Hey, you have one more game. So yeah. hey, <laughs> let it out. What let can you rip. put forward to this uh, game against Pasadena since it's your last conference game? You said, what can I put forward? Yes. Like, what can you do? I think I just have to play consistent. Not necessarily perfect. I think my goal every game is just to play consistent. Just play consistent for my team, whether it's, like, passing, serving, hitting, um, just being overall consistent player and just, like, shaking off the airs and just resetting each time after each point. Yeah, I want to go back to a point. Noah mm-hmm. keeps bringing up the stats between – it's kind of a race between you and Wada. What's <laughs> that? And every time – Friendly like, race. Friendly race. It's, friendly not a, race. it's, not like, it's not a competitive here, but – um, every time we go, we I always like to say that you and Wada's connections telepathic, it's electric. You know, Wada's there setting you up. It's like she's not even looking at you. She just knows where <laughs> you are, you're going to be at all times. What's that connection like with her? Uh, I feel like our connection is really good. We this is our second year playing together, so we have built like a pretty good volleyball connection for like a um, last year and then like going on to this year. Um, and we also hang out a lot off the court too. Like we're always hanging out and like just having fun with each other. So I feel like that also builds a connection. And um, yeah, I feel like we just have a sh- we're, we're friends like off the court. So it helps when we're playing on the court to have that connection. Sorry. And she's a stud. I, I told her. I told her the <laughs> other. I told her the other day at practice. I said, you know, you're number one in in aces per set. And I was like super excited for her because I think that's awesome because she has a really nice serve. Hey, if, if she can get some more aces per set, maybe first in the league. But anyways, from a player perspective, how do you how do you, how do you feel your team's going to succeed in the SCC tournament and beyond? I think if we just stay motivated and hungry, I think we'll go far in playoffs. Um, we're we're a really good team and we're really scrappy and strong, and we really hype each other up. So I feel like as long as we just stay motivated and hungry to continue to play and play as if each game is our last, I think we'll do really well in playoffs. So are you telling me you're going to be like a Shaq and Pat Riley? Call your shot, or you're gonna keep it conservative. Uh, I think we're gonna go all out. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, good. That's, that's the quote I'm pulling. <laughs> we're gonna go all out. Um, is there a certain team that you want to face in the playoffs that you, you know, you're ex- you're excited to face? You want to beat them? Is there something? Is there a team out in the SEC that you that you have a have it out for? Um. Our very first game, we played against um, OCC, and they're a pretty good team, and we lost to them in three, but it was like like this, the points were going back and forth, so I think that would be a, a good rematch to play against them again and see see who wins. Yeah, because I think the, what was it, the last Wednesday one, it was kind of like, I think I wrote, it's like a game of cat and mouse, the game against El Camino, because it was kind of like, you guys were doing it, and then like El Camino came, like the second set, and then you guys were doing it again, and then the fourth set, it was just crazy, because it was kind of like, you were trying to figure out, can the girls like do another win, and then you also had the water polo boys were giving a lot of support. <laughs> like They're always, they're always they're just always getting loud. It, it was yeah. To the point, like they were saying, hey, they're getting, you could just hear Esco, hey, they're getting a little bit too loud because they came dressed up. 
like they came one of them came like a he had like a mexican hat on like a sombrero what is it sombrero yeah yeah. they came all dressed up it was halloween for them or what one of them came as a domino's guy (laughs) and i was like what the heck and they had their signs and they were just like yeah like come on guys and i was just like i could not stop laughing because i was just like how did the girls not get distracted by them just like yeah, no, they are really loud. <laughs> they are really loud, but I feel like we're just, like, like we build off of that. So they're, like, cheering really loud and, like, getting super excited, and that makes us, like, get super excited, too, as well. But um, it's cool having them because it's, like, our little own, like, fan group. <laughs> right I noticed there. that. At the Eli game away, it's hard to do an away game because, like, your guys' support. Like, yeah, you guys have your parents and stuff, but, like, the support of, like, the water polo boys or, like, certain people that come and watch you from Real Hondo, like, different sports. You guys could just see, I could just see in your faces that you're just, you guys were just like, oh, like, you guys needed, like, a bunch of support. Mm -hmm. And then I saw, like, on Elac's team, they had, like, their little cheerleaders and their, all their stuff. But still, you guys won them 3-0. So that was, like. (laughs) We still kicked butt. We still, (laughs) yeah. yeah. You guys still did it. And it was just crazy. Like, it was amazing, too. What do you guys think? No, you guys, we we say it every week on this podcast that, like, (laughs) we don't pick favorites. We're never going to pick favorites. But. Women's volleyball, I think for me, just because it was the first sport that I covered here, mm-hmm. has that special place in my heart because you guys are just so badass. And like, so, like you said, you guys are a very scrappy team. And <clears> I've noticed that there's some games where I'm like, damn, these guys, like, they just don't quit. Like, you would think that going down, I think it was against, there was a game you guys were down 2 0. You rallied back 3 all. Oh, Elac. That was, was, that was Elac, right? Yeah. Yes, that was a phenomenal game. That was the game I was like, dude, you guys, like, because you would think there's teams in, in every sport that if they go down <sighs> in, in a game, it's like, they just give up or they, they they lose that sense of hope, but you guys don't. And that scrapping, like, do you guys, is there any motive? Like, what's that sort of motivation to continue to be scrappy, to like not lose hope in those kinds of games? I think, well, volleyball is a very, I love the point system because it's not like basketball where it's like, if you're down 20 points, you have to catch up by those 20 points. Um, volleyball is like each set you get to restart. So it's like zero, zero, you get to restart and you have to win three sets. So I feel like, um, like, that has helped. Like, hey, guys, we could still win this. Like, it's okay. Like, just because we lost two sets doesn't mean we have to, or we're going to lose the game. And uh, we definitely, um, the captains definitely talk to the teammates, whether it's, like, motivating or, like, being a little more aggressive. Like, hey, we got a job to do. Like, this is, <laughs> we, we can't just, like, slack off or just, um, like, be whatever is about the game. Like, each game, we got to play hard if we want to win. So I feel like the little talks that we have, like, during sets, um, I usually sometimes lead the talk. Sometimes I'm a little aggressive with them, but I know that they, re- I know that they will respond well to it. So that has been um, super helpful in us just like, um, just continuing to play strong, no matter if we're down or like up. Yeah, speaking of catching up, um, with one game remaining, Mount Sac has a lead on Rio with a ten and one record. You guys are followed by them with a nine and two record. I was telling you before, uh, Esco, and you believe that. Uh, Mount Sac is gonna win, but anyways, if Mount Sac loses and you guys finish the season strong in first place, how is that gonna mean to you guys as a whole program? I think that would mean everything. <laughs> that would be awesome if we won, if we were tied for um for conference champions. Uh, I hope Mount Sac loses. That'd be <laughs> I'm not yeah. I hope they lose, but I. They're a pretty good team, and it was very. Uh, we went to five sets with them, and that was a pretty intense game. Yes, I, w- yes. I was there, and hundred percent. Yeah, they're they all got like these big girls who can jump high, hit hard, and we are undersized, but I feel like we worked we worked harder than them, and we wanted it more than them. 
at oh that, yeah, that and game. then and then every game like your guys' emotion like after you guys score <laughs> the whole bench, everything is like it's so phenomenal because you guys are like connected like when you guys get pumped up it's really cool yeah yeah we definitely I get more excited I feel like when my teammates make plays than when I do when I get a kill or whatever I'm just like okay yeah like that's my job but when my teammates get kills or they make an awesome play I feel like I go crazy for them because I'm like their biggest fans you need to go back to Noah and, and talking about the how, how the bench girls get hyped up you know every time I see Jennifer Martinez come off the court <laughs> oh it's my the, god it's the <laughs> it's the hard rally of let's go let's go and, yeah. and then you get the girls on the bench and it's you know how much does that mean to you guys on the court you know how much do you guys feed off of that energy that is probably the biggest thing that we feed off that is like our energy starter right there she is very like energetic and like super loud she drinks like two rock stars or oh like a rock star and a celsius oh before each game so she is on like 10 like every single every single game and um she always is like in our faces saying like you're great like i love you like you're so good and all this stuff and that that has helped us for sure keep our energy up she is definitely the energy starter and yeah, I remember an interview with her. I think I, it was a day I interviewed you, and then I interviewed her afterward, and just the energy was on point. That like I think I, I pulled a quote from her too. She was like, "Yeah, like we're not gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go away from home. We're gonna pull a dub out for real." I was like, "That's a nice quote." I was like, "Let's do that." Yeah, because um, yeah, I think I interviewed her too at the Eli game, and I told her like, "How do you get so much energy? Like it's just crazy when she's on like she's on the court, and then you also have." Maria also number 17 mm-hmm. she she's excited too she's like mm-hmm. ah like the guys are all yelling and Maria also she I I like to call one of her plays like the tippy tap because she always likes to go like that and it just goes to the floor mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm like what the heck how does that and it just wins and I'm like oh that's crazy and s- some of those tippy taps work because <laughs> like it, it catches the other players outside and it's it's really phenomenal. Yeah, she's she's an awesome player. She's so smart. She like sees the court from a different point of view. I feel like than a lot of people. She finds that open spot and that open court and just puts it in like the perfect spot. And I love playing with her and I love playing against her because it makes me a better player. Yeah. Hey, congratulations! You guys moved up one spot in the rankings from twenty one to twenty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you guys feel about that? And I think from everyone here. You guys should be at least in the top 10. Yeah, because that 20 is a little low. Yeah, <laughs> but I saw other teams out there, and they're really good, but you guys are on a seven-game win streak. That should move you guys up in the in the final rankings soon. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'm hoping that it does move us, uh, move us up in the rankings. We've worked so hard, and so I feel like we're better than um, ranked number 20, and we've also been in teams that are in, like, that 10-ranked spot, so I feel like we should be moving up. So hopefully we do. And then right now I'm going to get a little bit background. Okay. I know <laughs> on your uh, on your page on the Real Hondo Athletics, you went to Southland Christian. Yes. What is, is that a high school or is it? What yeah. Hi, what is? Yeah, it's a high school. So my first two years, um, I went to Sonora High School. And then my last two years, I transferred to Southlands Christian. So yeah, they're both high schools. And did they both have volleyball programs or no? Yes, I played volleyball throughout all throughout high school. Throughout high school, your high school career, who was that person that was your biggest motivation? Who was the person that pushed you to be, you know, who you are today? Dang. <laughs> that was a deep question. That, um, that was. <laughs> I feel like it was like always have been my teammates. I've always been like super close to my teammates because they've been my friends. So I feel like that has like motivated uh, me too. And I also think my um, 
like my parents too like they've they've always like thought I could be great at volleyball and all this stuff so I felt like I wanted to make them proud and like really like be good at volleyball yeah I saw them when you guys were doing the whole sophomore night and your dad was just like smiling like from ear to ear <laughs> I was like oh my god is he gonna cry I'm like oh my god he cries oh. it was very touching if he cried night. I needed I, like I hope you would have gotten that shot I got a picture of with them and their parents and you could just see their parents were just like giving them flowers and lays and you could see Esco's face and then on the whole court and stuff I guess you guys did you guys write a little something like for your coaches and stuff Oh, they had us write, like, as we were walking, they had us, like, say, like, a thank you uh -huh. to, like, the people that we wanted to thank. So, yeah, they were reading that as we were, like, walking. And I remember you on, when they were saying for you, when you went up, you think of Coach Esco as, like, a second mom. And then Esco's <laughs> face was just, like, oh, like, I was, like, oh, it was a very touchy moment. You should have been there. <laughs> She's going to keep on bagging me for not going. It was, it's like, been I know. Why weren't you there? Out of work. I literally, um, I literally <laughs> was here, and I told her, like, she's, like, so I was like, do you need help go shooting for that game? She's like, yeah. She's like, all right, I'll go. And then I get a call from work, like, we need you to come. And I was like, damn, that's <laughs> on you. But, I mean, every game I, I try to go to every one of your games because, I mean, as I've only known Esco for the amount of time that I've been on here. And the respect that I have for her and the, the work that she puts into coaching this program. You know, she's not like any other coach because there's, there's certain coaches out there. There was one specific game where you guys were playing – and the coach is just yeah, berating his team and mm. just like, dude, what are you do? like? It's you can tell that there's there was a power trip going on, but Esco doesn't have that with you guys. It's very, you know, one on one respect. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's that second mother, like you said, the second mother kind of aspect. You know, how much of Esco's teachings do you take along with you? Uh, all of them, <laughs> every single one of them. I think that's like when we're not doing well, her motivation, like speeches during timeouts, are not like like super aggressive or like mean or anything they're more like I know you can do better because I know you're great and I feel like that's a completely different aspect from coaches you're like come on like what are you doing like get it together but she's like no I know you're great and I know you can do better like let me go let me see it right now and that has been like for me too that has given me like all the confidence in the world but um yeah I think uh, she's a great coach and I think I'm gonna take everything that she's taught me throughout my entire life yeah and then I guess I saw like you guys were just like going at it and then I think one time uh what I you can't were remember saying, the game I don't there know was... the game but the coach was saying like oh I have to say something because I was guess... a bad hop oh was it uh, Elac was it wasn't Elac but it was a it was a game where it was that game where you guys were like where Wada was like yeah yeah we yeah we just the connection was off but we still cut the dub and the ball takes a bad hop off the arm and hits the girl in the face mm -hmm. and she looked like she was <laughs> bleeding and the coach is like what are you <laughs> do like say something get off the court mm -hmm. you know and I'm like that's the difference between, you know, coaches and other programs and ESCO. Like, because I guarantee you if that's the case on your guys' end, she doesn't tell you, you know, GTFO <laughs> off the court. Yeah. But she's like, she stops the game. She's going to pull you out. And she's going to, you know, she's going to get you the help she needs and not yell at you. Yeah, you know, she cares for her athletes for sure. She cares for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like speaking, speaking of caring, ha having a coach in Italian, a former player, how has that been having another player perspective on the bench and now as a coach and a former player of Esco's. Um, wait, sorry, what was the question? Having Coach Natalia on the bench now. How has that been? Having her player perspective being with Coach Esco with her program. How has that been for the whole team in general? Um, I feel like I feel like that's been good. She played she played Division One volleyball, so I feel like she has that high level of like mentality and competitiveness. And I feel like 
she treats us as if we're um as if we're high level athletes just like that so I feel like that has really um like pushed us she treats us like we're high level athletes so you know she coaches us like high level athletes and that has made us high level athletes no 100 percent. and it shows what does it feel to have you know like you said to have that kind of player perspective does she tell you guys anything does she give you the insights on like you know this is how things are once you get out of out of Rio Hondo once you go to a four-year and like you know, th- does she give you the insights on the like what the co- like the volleyball world is after the fact? Yeah, I think she has. Sometimes she's talked to us about like like you got to get your job done, like basically like that. Like you got to get your job done, and that's what I like. She treats she treats us like that. Like hey, you guys got to get your job done. She takes it very like seriously, and I like that because I'm very competitive, and I know she was very competitive. So I, I like having that that mindset, and when she's coaching us for sure. This happens all the time. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, we love our moments of science. That's what makes this podcast fun. Okay. Um, I'm going to get into, like, who is Nadine outside of the court? Like, what are your hobbies? Like, um, I'm a big-time shopper. I love to shop. I love to go shopping. I love to, like, dress up and go out and go try different food places and go shopping. That's, like, my favorite thing to do. So Where do you ne- like to go shop at? Yeah. Where? Yes. I like to shop at Zara, um, Urban Outfitters. I'm trying to think. I just, I was actually, you said you worked at Amber Crombie, um, and I've been wanting to buy their jeans. So, like, I was like, I think I'm going to go Let shop, me know shop at Amber Crombie now. Let me know. I'll hook you up. I get 50% off. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> that's like everybody's thing. Every, every, like, you work at Amber Crombie, give me some jeans. Like, that's the biggest thing I get, too. I was like, wow. <laughs> yes, I'll get you jeans, too. Off camera, our producers are talking about our jeans now. Oh my god! And is there a favorite album? I know everyone's talking about this Drake and Twenty One Savage album that's coming out. Is there an album that like you like to listen to? Yeah, that, favorite artist that, favorite that artist. motivates yeah. you during the game. Uh, my favorite rap artist would be J Cole. He's my oh. all time. Everybody is freaking out. For those that are lo- that are not watching on YouTube, oh everybody is freaking out. All our producers are like, "Let's go, dude!" The the Forest Hills Drive there. album was definitely <laughs> my favorite album of all time. Yeah, that's my favorite rapper. Oh, so d- do you listen to J Cole on the way to the gym? What's the what's the motivation? Yeah. What's the playlist yeah. on the bus? Yeah, what, what's who gets the, ox yeah. on the bus? Yeah. Um, during our home games, I have a playlist, a game day playlist that I play, and I kind of just ask like, what kind of like songs do they want? And so I just put it into one big playlist. On the way over there, we like to uh, we like talk to each other, like we ask questions, and so we get to know each other more. Like, if you could go anywhere in the world, like, where would you go? And so then we'll all go around and, like, ask those questions. So we don't really listen to music. Wow. We kind of, like, talk That's to different. each other. I've never heard yeah. anybody, like, go on a bus and be, like, not blasting something. And be like, you know, we're just, we're talking to our teammates. Like, that's actually really cool. Yeah, because yeah, I think Esco, when I interviewed her last time or when I was asking her when if she could come in, and I asked her, and she's like, oh, you know, that the girls don't really have their phone. Oh, yeah, like, she takes them away. Yes. No way. They don't, they don't go they're on the bus yeah. and on a away game. They I mean, don't use their phone. Part. I, I get it, but like, damn. I think that makes cool. a it forces them into the zone. That's crazy. Yeah. I think that makes a big difference. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And you see it often on the court. That's crazy. Yeah. I like. <laughs> yeah, you get to know a lot about someone when you don't have your phone. It's just silence. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's crazy. Um, are there any hobbies that you have besides playing volleyball or like? Knitting. Uh, what is what are some hobbies? Like, just uh, shop until you drop or what? Is yeah, that, basically. Oh nice. Basically, yeah. whether it's online shopping or in store shopping. Oh. <gasps> yeah. I, I yeah. I spend a lot of money. <laughs> 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 I'm close. 
And I know you said you like to eat at certain places. Is there a certain place that like you would go like yeah. all the time? Like what is what is that place? If I could go someplace every single day, it would be Javier's in Newport Beach. That's like my Dude, favorite Javier's place. Javier's is so <laughs> fire. What would you? What do you get there? Fire. I get the I get the tablita. It's like a really big like like table basically, and it has like you can pick what meats you want on it, and then it comes with like like beans and rice, and it's just like a bunch of different stuff, and it's so good. Dude, Javier's is fire though. Let's like let's be for real. Javier's is such, such a hard reservation to get, but it's so good. It's really good. worth it. They might have a VIP spot. When they gotta have a like celebrity hey. spot and like, give it to Rio Honda Women's <laughs> Volleyball. Now, are you a salsa person or no? What's the spice level looking like? Yeah. Salsa. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I eat it a lot, I can handle it more. But I do like a like spicy. I like spicy foods. Yeah, that's cool. That's crazy. Um, let's see. Are there any other sports that you like to play besides volleyball, or is volleyball like your number one like go-to sport? Growing up, I actually played every single sport. Um, when I was five, I started playing soccer, and then I played soccer all throughout high school too as well. So I've been playing soccer for like a really long time, and I thought that was the sport I was going to be playing mm-hmm. in college. And then my dad made me try out for the volleyball <laughs> team because he's like, you're tall, you need to play volleyball. So I did it, and I actually really liked it, and I liked it more than soccer. So then I kind of, like, priori- prioritized volleyball over soccer. Do you have, like, any siblings, or is it just you? Uh, yes, I have a sibling. I have I actually have three siblings. I have two older brothers and um, an older sister. My older sister played volleyball. I mean, volleyball. She played soccer at Cal State Fullerton. Oh, so she's really good. And now she's playing professionally in, like, Spain right now. What? Really? Oh. She's really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty good. And then my brother coaches at La Mirada High School for basketball. He's a really good coach. And then my other brother lives in Idaho right now. Nice. Oh, my yeah. God. I, I so I'm the potato. youngest. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Do you love, like, the support that, like, of course you love the support that your parents have. Is there something that your dad or, like, your mom says, like, all the time before a game or, like, off the court and you're just like, oh, like. Uh, when I was in high school, my parents used to, or my, both my parents used to tell me, like, play hard or don't play at all. So like I've that. always, like, thought about that throughout <laughs> high school. Now they don't really say a lot to me because I feel like I've, I've grown a lot but, playing. I'm a little more competitive. But, um, yeah, they don't really talk to me. They just ask, like, oh, what did the coach say now? But before they used to tell me play hard or don't play at all. So, and like TBH, like she's the youngest, so like that's like their baby. Like you gotta <laughs> think, like that's like their baby. Like oh my god. Okay. But their babies growing up. Their babies. <laughs> <a> b- <laughs> Let's be real. Um, before we wrap this up, is there anything you want to you know, say to the yeah. ca- say to anybody, say to the fans, anything you want to say that just you know? Um, I would say I struggled with having like a fear of failure. But I feel like if you just push yourself and and just try as hard as you can, like who cares if you fail? Awesome. For me, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fantastic. All right. Okay, everyone. This is the end of our interview. We'll come back and we'll talk about some professional and then talk about what we're going to do next week. We like might big have plans next week. Yes. So this is the end of our interview. We're thank gonna you so s- much, Nadine. Thank you so much. Thank you for having Thank me. you guys for supporting yes. us. We know you guys support us a lot. So thank you for that so much. Uh, we hope you guys listen to this episode. <laughs> so, yes. Um, we want to say a huge thank you to Nadine for coming in and being our mystery guest today. And, like, we love how you were in here in person. We get some emotion. You're actually being set up. And I remember you said this is, like, your first interview, so it prepares you for... There's going to be plenty yes. more. Yes. Plenty more to there come. Is. And history being made here. I don't know if Mia told you this, but 
You're the first player. You're the number here. one. Yeah, you're the first uh, on the podcast. So. Well, first we had Edgar. first in-person guest here in, yeah. in the yes. studio. If you know, we had some trophy, if, if we, we had, had trophy, something to put up, we'd yeah. give it to you. <laughs> we had something to give, we'd give it to you. You want a hot pocket? We have a hot pocket. We have hot pockets oh here. Yeah. And Gatorades. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um, we really oh appreciate you taking the time out of your day um, and being able to share your thoughts on the podcast. All you Roadrunners out there, be sure to come watch Nadine in action. Keep an eye out. She's number seven. Um, make sure you guys go to at least one of the girls' volleyball games. You gotta see them in action. It's crazy. Me and Lorenzo yes. and Noah see them. It was just, it's just crazy. It's killer. You, you gotta go see. So we'll come back and we'll be talking about Rohanzo sports, and then also we'll be talking about some professional sports. Wink, wink. World Cup. So this we'll come back. So don't go anywhere. Get your popcorn. Hello everyone, welcome back to Rohanda Sports Zone, and I'm your host, Mia Alvarez, and I'm your current online sports editor for the El Pasano newspaper. With me today, I have... <laughs> sorry, 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 Louise, god damn it! Alright, so, um, Nadine did do an interview, and Matthew Medina is sadly not here today. Yeah, well, soon, Matthew, we yes. love you, we miss you, uh, yep. can't wait to have you back. Yes, so I'm filming, um, filling in for him today, I'm Christopher Vicenor, I'm the broadcast director here producer i also do set up everything for the show so this is my we first get time it we get it we okay get okay it. also tune in, <laughs> tune in to real talk every Friday. oh my god by Media. all right Sorry. guys we're back you guys yes. know who we are Lo- lorenzo noah's over there mia's right there let's just jump right into the news okay um for real hondo sports um i'm gonna say what already happened for the men's basketball they played wednesday november 9th against san diego mesa it was a loss 79 to 83 Men's soccer also had a game also Wednesday, November 9th against Mount Sac. That was 1-4. to four. And then women's soccer played also Wednesday. It, Wednesday was just a lot of games that day. Uh, Wednesday, November 9th against Mount Sac. It was a loss, 0-1. to one. And then you have women's volleyball Wednesday, November 9th against El Camino. It was 3-1. to one. It was a win. So the schedule that already happened, we got three losses and then one win out of the whole week. Um, what do you guys think about that? Hard games. You know, sometimes it's, it's, it's really tough to take losses midweek. And then mm. I know, I know men's and women's soccer's had their games postponed because of really horrible Wayne, Wayne, <laughs> rain Tuesday and Tuesday yeah. night. Um, and those, bo- both of those games for the program were kind of serious because there was the SCC tournament, uh, semifinal match, which the momentum, end. they had the momentum yeah. going into it and then to just yes. have it stopped. It's. Mm. And it, it didn't end well because they both lost. Uh, women women's soccer lost one zero, and then uh, men's soccer lost four to one. But luckily, they have a third. Pl- they both played third place mat third place matches today, women's and men's, at El Camino. Women's soccer is playing El Camino, uh, November eleventh at one p.m., and men's soccer is playing. As well as 1 p.m. as well. And if they can get both third place, that would be really phenomenal for both programs. Yeah, I know men's soccer is playing, like you said, November 11th at 1. I think they're playing against Long Beach. And then women's soccer is playing against El Camino at 1 p.m. And they're both away games. Uh, the women's volleyball is playing against Pasadena City at 6 o'clock on Tuesday, November 15th. It's an away game. 
And then men's basketball has two games coming up. They play, we're filming this Friday, but they're playing Saturday tomorrow, which is Saturday, November 12th at 3 o'clock against Barstow. It's an away game, and then they're actually playing next week, Wednesday, November 16th at 6 p.m. against L.A. Southwest, and it's a home game. I kind of want to go cover that game. I'm so down. The we basketball have, team? We have, yes. yet, to, we have the, yet to do a live. Well, our producers are trying to figure that out, how to yeah. do some live shows so we oh, can do some like live comments. Like at the game. I want to go I know, that'd be a cool. We, we, get our, we get our own instead. foldable table. Uh, exactly. We put it in the corner. We, we like, should. Guys, this is going to be the... And we, we just start should because I know uh, be I've been like actually kind of following the the men's basketball team and they look pretty good. One of my friends that I went to high school with, Axel um, Perez, I believe is his last name. He plays on that team and he's a center and he's he's a big man, he's a big man. He's he's pretty tall. He's like six something, but he he's pretty big. But he he's been doing really good. He's I know he like reposts like the basketball stuff, and they've been doing pretty good. And I know it's still preseason, so they're still work trying to like mesh together. But I still think that we should at least go check out one of their games to see how they are. Like, um, compare and contrast from them from preseason to in season. See how that is. Yeah, men's basketball they have a two and two record. Uh, right now they've been doing uh, a bunch of non conference games and tournament games as well. And uh, speaking of the other basketball program, the women's basketball, uh, they just received a tournament award at the Mount Sac, uh, basketball tournament. They they ended up going two and one in that tournament, and it was really phenomenal to see that. Yeah, um, I really want to cover with that game. I know they're coming. Uh, it's a home game Wednesday, and I haven't got to see the men basketball in action, but I kind of want to see since the season's starting up, and I just want to see how they're going to be doing. And what do you what do you guys do? You guys have any input? Yeah, speaking of the of the. San Diego Mesa game. Uh, that game was actually a good game because it went into double overtime. Dang. Double overtime. And they ended up losing 83-79 against San Diego Mesa. Uh, a few stats here. They had four players with 11 or more points. Nice. Good team effort right there. Real. Good team effort. Okay. The starting five played all 30 minutes. Oh. The, they were probably all, all tired. All th- yeah. so no bench players win. No, they what's... they had some bench players that played a few minutes. But they all but all starters played thirty minutes or more. Yeah, or more. Seven players received one or more assists. Also, four players with one or more steals, as well as seven players with one or more rebounds. Uh, lastly, Rio Rio led the game in two stat categories. First. With a 45% field goal percentage. Second, with a 37% three-point percentage. Dang, and they, they still couldn't get the win there. No. Oh, it looks like they, they, do, they do mesh well, though. Yes. Coming off that stats, they do sound like they're a good team and that they could win games. Mm-hmm. It's just that double overtime is... They, I yeah. know those starters were, were getting drained a little bit, playing, like, more than 30 minutes. That's a lot. Yeah. Basketball's a... Very fast-paced sport. You're always yes. going to go up and down the court no matter what. And I, I just feel for those girls because I know that they're but probably gassed. Men. Or oh, was the men's team? Oh, yeah. so, my bad. <laughs> I thought it was the women's team. But the men's team, that's pretty That's pretty. I salute you guys. Yeah, and then I just have an update right now for the men's soccer. Ooh. Um, They played today, which is Friday. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, we're recording this Friday. It comes out Monday. 
But they had a game against Long Beach and they lost. One did three. Wow. It's okay, guys. You guys could that do this. You guys could do the other game. That's that's really phenomenal. The season that they had after being Cerritos, after after losing Cerritos, but that game was crucial. After that game, they, they had momentum all along the season. They ended up finishing fourth now, officially in the SEC standings. So, what a phenomenal game. Uh, those men played hard, uh, including uh, goalkeeper Arturo Bustamante Jr. He, he's also a stand-up player. So, props to all the players, the coaches, and good luck next season. Uh, you know, and that's just considering where they started. You know, like you said, that loss to Cerritos and then to go on that such a, such a great mm-hmm. run of form, and then you know, I, I really think, <clears throat> and to, you know, I, I've always said it: buy games or just a stop in the momentum really can rain. make or break a team. You know, and that in the rain out on Tuesday mm-hmm. really did hurt them. Yeah, so I think if they played that game, I think we'd be telling a different story here. I think they'd be in the final, and I think they'd be, you know, playing for that for that win. And but you know, that's just how the cookie crumbles. You yeah. can't really predict weather, and that's just how it goes. Uh, sometimes. Last thing on the men's soccer program. They had 43 goals total all season. Dang. That's fourth overall. And seven and 17 goals, 17 conference goals, and that is fifth in the SEC standings. And b- both of their records overall and conference were above 500 records. So good for them. That's good. And uh-huh. I feel like the whole team was just perseverance throughout mm-hmm. the whole season. I'm sorry, Mia, I cut you off there. Um, did you guys hear? I think on the men's soccer team, there was a player, and he actually went to, he got sent to the hospital for something. I didn't yes. see who it was, Me but either. he did get. I saw, I saw that little clip on their Instagram, and praise up to that yes. player. Yes. Hopefully, he's well rested and probably watched the game on the sideline. We send our hearts and prayers mm-hmm. to that certain teammate. I'm sorry, I don't really know mm-hmm. who it was. I just saw it on the Instagram. And then the women's soccer. Yeah, do we have any update or no? Um, so they both played at the same uh, time. We they do. both played at one, right? Oh, we yes. Do. Um, they lost against El Camino. Uh, it was two to four. It's okay, guys. Yeah. Power so, to you. You guys could do it. So <laughs> officially now we can both say both programs finished fourth. Fourth, fourth in the SEC standings. Okay. Um, and both the same thing as the men's soccer program. Both overall conference records. They had a 400 record and a 500 record. Also, they had eight shutouts this season, and they're ranked sixth overall and seventh in the SEC. Um, lastly, women's soccer had 16 goals, which sits and sits both both ranked number nine overall in the SEC standings. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So I don't have any more. Oh, oh I do. Um, men, men's and women's water polo. Okay, uh, they both played the fifth and fifth place in sixth game. Game, uh, men's water polo. They actually took home fifth place versus Chafee with a win of thirteen to nine. And women's, they actually took sixth place. Uh, which which they lost to their opponent. I forgot their opponent's name. But let's jump back right into uh the men's water polo. Uh we had a lot of we had a lot of good stats to that game. 
Uh, number seven, David Gutierrez. Oh, that's my homie. He was saying that with me. <laughs> that's the one. Shout out to David. Had four of 13 goals. Also, his teammate had the same thing. Aaron Avila, too. And followed by utility player Jose Jaime. Had a goal, assist, and five steals for that fifth place game. Uh, lastly, in in the 27 games of the regular season, men's water polo had 299 goals, one shy at 300, and with 187 assists. So, very good of them. Okay. Um, I don't have any more to say about Real Hondo Sports. Um, just try to do, guys, we just need to pump it up. We just... For the men's soccer and the women's soccer, I'm sorry it's about great your guys. Season. Yeah, yes. great season. Great season. There's always next year. We're always going to we're gonna, gonna come back, take that break, and then come back stronger. It's going to be great. And then the women's volleyball, you guys did amazing on Wednesday, November 9th with against El Camino. I saw the energy. It was great. I love the energy. And then also we had our interview in the beginning with Nadine, and she had a lot to say. And then we also have the men's water polo and the women's water polo. So, yeah, you guys, this week it wasn't really good, but, you know, next week it'll be better. Next week you guys could do this. Yes. We're going to send some positive vibes, mm-hmm. positive energy. You guys do this. Um, And now we're going to be focusing on certain professional sports. More specifically, we're going to be focusing on MLB, NFL, World Cup, and World Cup. MLS MLS Cup. We're getting copyright strict for that. No. Speed copyright says on that. As you can see... The guys are really excited about the World Cup. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not going to be talking a lot about the World Cup. I don't really know a lot of information about that, but they'll be talking about it, and they're really hyped up for this. If you guys could see us on YouTube, mm-hmm. you guys could see their expressions. Also, so. to, like, to, I feel to be more informed on the World Cup, we do have stories coming out on this week's issue. In on our sort newspaper. of predictions. Yes. Uh, yeah, so preview as to what's going to happen next yes. Sunday as this tournament goes out. It's going to be th- a really good. Actually, I'm, I'm writing the story, so we're going to be having a great time. I think there's, to, like today, we're going to talk about some, a lot of the World Cup squads mm-hmm. have came out. There's a lot of big snubs, um, and it's really going to affect a lot of teams' performances as they go into the tournament. So let's just jump right into it. Major League Baseball. Yes, um, um, the Astros won the World Series. We're not too happy about that. I'm not. Dusty yeah. Baker, though. But yes, Dusty I, I, Baker. I'm, I'm proud. We salute you. I'm yeah, happy I for Dusty Baker Dusty just because he's a former Dodger. Yes. And he was and, going through so many hardships. Yeah. And he's a pioneer of the high five. Did you guys know that? Oh, I did see that video. Yes. He's Dodger a pioneer a video. of the high five. He's the one who started the high five with one of his teammates. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're at Dodger Stadium. Good picture by the LA Times, whoever took that photo. It's him and the other teammate. Their hands are like this and. They're considered the pioneers of the high five. No yeah. way. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's actually like it, Dodgers Nation posted like a few. Shout like out Dodgers Nation. Yeah. Those are my boys. I know those guys. But um, yeah, Anyways. To, get, to big free agent news uh, in regards to the Dodgers, um, the Dodgers declined Justin Turner's club option, and he will not be. He'll be. Uh, he'll not be returning next season. He's going to be a free agent. Come He's going to return. Uh, it's, no. it's, it's, it's to be seen. He's not. He's open to a return to the New York Mets. That's um, no. which. It can go either way. Yeah, he could. I mean, he's. I think the the big thing with Justin Turner is the fact that he's inconsistent at the plate, mm-hmm. especially this season. He's been very cold. It's the fact that he needs to. <laughs> he needs to come. Are we yeah, gonna get I news? I totally agree um, about Justin Turner. Um, I watched him play throughout with the Dodgers this season, and to be honest, for me, I feel like he's just not. He's not hitting it. I don't know if it's just because he's getting a little bit older. You know. 
-hmm. He's been doing it for a while. So I feel like, yeah, I think he should be traded to the Dodgers. I mean, not to the Dodgers, but like, you know, somewhere else. What do you guys yeah. think? All right, so speak, speaking about good that, that um, we got breaking news or breaking news from last night. Uh, according to Ken Rolenthal and John Heyman. Love Kenny. Uh, yes. Oh, Kenny, I love your bow tie. Anyways, he the, the Dodgers signed your <laughs> shot to it. One year deal, $20 million <sighs> to probably end his career with the Dodgers. Right. How do you guys feel about that? They gave him three more million because I know his last contract was 17. Huh? Yeah. That's well, he did have a good consistent he had a great year. year. He was yes. consistent, but just those... the injuries really mm -hmm. sidelined him. And it just, it, again, uh, yeah. He, he, Clayton Kershaw was, an, I, I always known that he was never, he was never going to go to another team. Yeah. Whether, even though the Texas Rangers are the ones that wanted were the him. really, that, yeah. that really wanted, mm -hmm. that were the hometown team. You know, this is his home now. Yeah. Los Angeles is, is his oh, home yeah. now. Being drafted as an LA kid, this is, this is him. And same yeah. with Justin yeah. Turner. Justin Turner, well, Justin he's Turner. He's staying. He's staying. I don't care what no one the says. The thing with Justin Turner that is a plus of the Dodgers, it saves him $2 million. Yes. Yeah. Justin Turner's going to get a Chase Utley deal where he's yeah. the veteran presence off the we bench. Need that. We need that David that. Freeze type of guy. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, like, it's... Now, if you think about it, Justin Turner won't start at third base. Let's yeah, think he, about he'll it. He'll be primarily a DH. A mm -hmm. DH. Yes. Max Muncy. Now we got to think. Of, yeah, but I don't trust Max Muncy's glove at third base. He's been actually decent. He He's, got better as the year progressed. I think my biggest right? thing is mm -hmm. now with the big shortstop market, uh, to talk about shortstops, mm -hmm. Trey Turner was offered his qualifying, his yes. one-year qualifying offer. Same with Tyler Anderson. And they Tyler both Anderson, declined it, right? Yes, they, are yeah. gonna, they are expected to decline it yeah, because they are looking to test out free agency. I think Tyler Anderson does come back. If not, he goes to the St. Louis Cardinals, which is yeah. the biggest landing spot, I think. Yeah. Or the Phillies. Or the Phillies. Trey Turner is the biggest up-in-the-air question. I don't yes. think he comes back to the Dodgers. I would no. love for him to. Uh, yeah. I think if they show him the money in the years, yeah. he will. The three hundred million six seven year yeah. deal that he wanted, um, but he wants to go back to the East Coast. Yeah. He's a he's a Florida native. He won't go to the mm -hmm. Marlins. He'll go to, no. he'll go to the Phillies, which was the biggest landing spot that he's thinking of. Now it looks at now we look at it as like who's the if we go after a free agent shortstop, it's not going to be Xander Bogarts. No. Xander Bo, they're not going to give Xander Bogarts the years or Dansby. It's not going to be well, Dansby. Potentially no. 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 It, the biggest one that everybody's Correa. looking at is Carlos Correa. Dude, I want him. No, no, that's a big question mark. Because can number one, can we afford afford him? I think Second, so. how are the fans going to react to him signing? That's I think the biggest one because the money the money isn't the big thing just because yeah. we have the money and it's the fact that since the Astros didn't offer the qualify didn't give him the qualifying offer or they extended the qualifying offer last year, mm -hmm. we don't have to give any royalties. We don't have to give up draft picks mm. for him. The thing is, Carlos Correa is hated in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, I will say this: I hate him. But before that cheating scandal, I loved it. I thought he was great. I watched him here in L.A. in 2017 for the WBC with Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. And, God, mm -hmm. he's, he was electric in that for that team. It's like I had a big – him and Jose Altuve were my two biggest, like, Dang. idols. And then to have them come down to earth, I was like, wow. Dodgers' biggest problem is getting over that hump. And we need a player like Carlos Correa that will possibly get us over that hump. That's no. why I want him on the team. He brings that firepower, brings that, like – Drive, you know, you see, he's a very emotional player on the field, and you could tell. And we need that. And I feel like, also, we we did that try with Manny Machado on the team, and he didn't fit well. But I feel like Carlos Correa is a team, more of a team player than Manny Machado could. Oh be. yeah, and that's why I want him. That's I, okay. Then let's move into our next sport that we would like to talk about. Um, we're gonna be talking about the NFL. Okay. Nope. So Ooh, some big news there. I have some news. Um, the NFL, you know, it plays 
during Thanksgiving, you know, you get your turkey, you get your mashed potatoes, your cranberry sauce, and, like, all your other goodies and stuff. So this will be the first time the league does play since John Madden died last year. So, therefore, the league wanted to make sure it honored Madden during the games. The NFL announced that inaugural John Madden Thanksgiving celebration as CBS, Fox, and NBC will create individual segments to honor Madden that will be aired during each game. So, oh, nice. that's really nice. Um, that's wonderful. Yeah. Them. Um, do you guys have anything about the NFL? Anything yeah. you guys want to say? Yes. So, Thursday Night Football results. Carolina beat Atlanta 25-15. Mostly the whole game was dominated by the Panthers defense. Um, some kind of like breaking news. And this is developing as we speak. The D.C. Attorney General files a lawsuit on November 10th against current Washington owner commanders Dan Snyder, the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, the commanders as a team, and the NFL as a whole league. And it's related to the workplace misconduct investigation, according to multiple sources. Uh, If I may, I can have the floor in this. It's about time. After a year ago, the NFL did a workplace misconduct investigation on the commanders and did a minimal job. The big dogs in D.C. is picking up the pieces and are doing a thorough thorough investigation and lawsuit, something that the NFL has been dropping the ball on. For example, the NBA also did a workplace misconduct investigation on the Phoenix Suns organization and its owner, and suspended him for a year and fined him as well, as after it was true of a toxic work environment that occurred multiple years in the Phoenix Suns organization. So... Basically, it's about time someone yeah, yeah. Clean, yeah. cleans up that mess in Washington. Good. Also, on a side note, those Panthers helmets, they look cool. Yeah, the, they look the cool. all-black helmets. I think that's the reason why they won. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, I that, think that gave them we go back to the, the workplace, the uh, toxic workplace and, and, and all that stuff. It's, 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 like you said, it's about downtown. I think they, that the, the commanders as an organization have been going through such a change recently, you know, with, you know, from losing, from dropping the name, yeah. going and to going to the, the Washington football team to the commanders, it's they're going through so many changes internally, externally, that it's about some time that they've cleaned house and they finally need to get some, you know, like they do. If they suspend the owner, if they suspend that whole backroom staff, mm-hmm. you know, it's time to get some new faces in that in that organization. Jeff Bezos probably. Oh my God, people are Ro- talking about Jeff. Ro- Jeff Robert Bezos Griffin doesn't need. Third? Jeff Bezos doesn't need to make more money. Jay Z. Uh, nah, that's just Jay Z with. You RG3 know. is in the in that yeah, mix too. Yeah, he's, he's gonna be a minority owner. Oh nice. So it's but okay. anyways, furthermore, per Michael Smith of NFL Amazon Prime, the NFL Players Association has sent a letter requesting that the NFL remove all synthetic fields due to the rise of player injuries this season. That's terrible. And that. to protect player safety. I think. It's just it's more expensive on the NFL and on the team on each team. Each team can do it, but it's, yeah. it's just a le- mm-hmm. it's a cost. It's a much yes. more of a cost to now to, to now tend to fields, maintain them, yeah. especially in open stadiums and pouring rain. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you think of places that with that have that kind of weather, like San Francisco. You've got you know the Florida, the you know Ca- oh, Carolina, yes. Tampa. Mm-hmm. You know these teams that have those 
horrible weather seasons mm-hmm. that it's just like even, even Seattle, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you it's not you have to maintain that field, make sure it's playable. Oh yeah. And now you're gonna have a lot more rain, you know, yeah. rain delays, cancellations of mm-hmm. games. It's 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 a whole thing, it's a whole process that like how how much more good is it gonna be? You know? Yeah. It's not gonna happen. Like, anytime right, soon. Anytime soon. But no. it's, it's just in time. It's in the process. Yeah. Right? But at the same time, it's like it's because uh, yeah, that Seattle field is all turf, right? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is all turf. Because uh, Sounders play there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The last bit of NFL news, and then we'll get to the NFL injury update. The last big news is three teams are interested in big free agent receiver Odell Beckham Jr. The it? Cowboys are in the midst. The Bills are in the midst. The oh, Giants God. are in the midst, and the Packers. How do you guys feel about that? He'll go to the Bills. He, he, he OBJ's done. He's washed. He's, he is he's pretty washed. washed. Yeah. But at the same he time, if he's gonna, if I'm OBJ and I'm like, I want to go play for a winning team, mm-hmm. I'm going to the Bills. But if why I, do they need him? They don't. They don't. They have Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs. Yes. And That's a big thing. They don't. But at the same don't. time, is like but Von Miller's now playing mm-hmm. there. You know, we won the Super Bowl with him with the Rams. Mm-hmm. It's like, am I gonna go to a team that's like? Not in content. Look at the Packers. Oh yeah, it's not yeah. in contention. And then, and then, plus their front office won't spend the money on a on a free agent. But I would do say, even though I am not a fan of the Cowboys, I would rather him go to the Cowboys because with him going to the Cowboys, it will make a big difference with uh, mm-hmm. Ceedee Lamb, Noah Brown. He'll bring up that. Ve- other, he'll bring the veteran yeah. presence for sure. And Gallup. And Gallup. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, are the are the Cowboys really gonna do it? No. Hey. Uh-huh. A lot of players have been calling Jerry Jones out. Jerry Jones has spoken publicly about that, and he really wants them. Next, we have the NFL injury update. Okay, before we move on. The scientist, Matthew Stafford, injured. And he's out. Science teacher. And supposedly he's out for week 10, being placed on the concussion protocol. And it looks like backup QB John Wolford will be taking his spot against the Cardinals. Second QB on the injury list is Bills QB. Josh, Josh Allen is day-to-day with a UCL elbow injury that occurred in his right throwing arm. There's there's conversations about that. People are like, yes. well, he, he just called, you know, Josh uh, Josh Allen's UCL, you know, strain. Mm-hmm. And people are talking about Tommy John. People mm-hmm. are like, well, he's, he's um he just, he just put all those baseball players to bed with Tommy John. Like, no. What? Mm-hmm. Throwing a baseball is much more harder, and I want to yeah. say this right now, than throwing a football. You know, you're throwing your entire force in your body mm-hmm. in one singular motion to throw a baseball, a four-ounce baseball, as hard as you can. You know, baseball players, pitchers especially, mm-hmm. have it harder. Than a lot more mechanics comes oh, in. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So yeah. I think that argument's horrible. Mm-hmm. It's the coldest take I've ever heard. On that note, lastly, backup QB Case Keenum will take his spot versus the Vikings, which is oh, pretty former familiar. Team. Former team. Former Mi- Minneapolis Miracle. Miracle. And his former teammate, Stefan Diggs, is the Bills receiver. So what type of connection are they going to have That's on cool. Sunday? That's cool. Which is going to be really cool to find out. What time do they play? Do they play in the morning? Uh, no, I think they play... It's on a, Monday. It's on a Sunday night game, it's right? Su- no, Sunday night is like, Niners versus... Chargers. No, I think 1.30. One 1.30? 1.30? Nice. 1-something, I think. Cool, cool, cool. Um, what's next on tap is... Uh, soccer, all right. Gentlemen, MLS. MLS Cup final happened recently. Oh, my God. I am so happy. It was a movie. movie. Hollywood movie movie for sure. Hollywood movie for LAFC as they beat the Philadelphia Union to be crowned your 2022 Audi MLS Cup champions. First time in their franchise history. 
God, it was like 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 you said, it was a movie. You know, mm-hmm. you 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 open the scoring with a Kellen Acosta free kick goes off of a. It's so cheap. It was kind of cheap. It was a cheap. It was a cheap goal. Every goal in this in this final came off a set piece. Yeah, you know, back and forth game three three. Then Diego Palacios in the final in literally the last minute mm-hmm. of extra time whips in a, whips in across to find none other than the main man himself, Gareth Bale. Yeah, yeah. you know who who's been come who Steve Schrundel's come under scrutiny for not for for picking up players like Bale and mm-hmm. Christian Tao and not playing them. Yeah, but you yeah. know what, big game players big game play, play make big, big, games. big game, dude. and he rose up from the ashes. Mm-hmm. Exactly, he found that little open space. Are you kidding Bale's me? Bale's just good with his head. Okay, so I'm gonna give you like if. I, I know Bale. He's gonna go into that World Cup off that momentum from that game, and that's the. But again, 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 let's think about this, dude. I feel like Wales actually might make it out of the group stage. I swear. Genuinely, don't think. I think think that group though is gonna be very hard. England to now to move on to the World Cup starts next Sunday. Mm -hmm. Have so there were some snubs. These a lot of these World Cup rosters have been released, and there's just been a lot of snubs. To 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 name a few, Sammy Abraham from England had a great season last season with Roma. Roma, not going. On the plane, you know, you needed a backup striker. Yeah, Carrie Kane gets injured. Who do you now have? Nobody. You know, you're taking Ivan Tony. Mm-hmm. You're taking why though? Exactly. Why? That's like, my thing. I think there's a lot of favoritism when it comes to these national Gareth teams. Gareth South. No, but it's Gareth Southgate. I think oh, okay. you look at favoritism. It's just Gareth Southgate. Yeah. Gareth Southgate has the biggest problem with with sentimentality, and you know, you're taking players like you're taking Harry Maguire to a World Cup, another World Cup, which to me is just it's insane. You're taking Harry Maguire. Jordan Pickford hasn't had the best season for Everton. This, you know, it's Harry Maguire's going. You know, if I can think of sentimentality, Eric Eric Dyer, Eric Eric Dyer to go why? lead in defense. You know, dude, why? You're taking Callum Callum Wilson's a good pick because I think he's the. It's not Ivan Tony. My apologies, Callum Callum Wilson Callum for Wilson? Newcastle. Oh yeah, yeah it's he's had Callum a great. Wilson. He's having a good season. Newcastle's having mm-hmm. a miraculous season. Um, but again, you're snubbing. Tammy Abraham of a spot, you know, this is for yeah. him. This is his chance. You know, uh, Brazil not taking Gabriel Magalhães, you know, Arsenal center back. Yeah. I can I can make the argument he's a little too young. Mats Hummels not going for Germany. Mats Dude, Hummels that's is a, veteran, a, that's a vet that's a vet presence in that lineup that is now not going. Roberto Firmino not going for Brazil Why? also. He, he brings that, like, charisma He to brings the team. style, but I guess I, I, what, I've, what I've heard is that Tite is not the biggest fan of him, going forward at least, mm. and he's just... Again, it, like you said, it's it's sentimentality, it's it's yeah. favoritism. You know, Spain not taking Tiago, David why. De Gea, Sergio Ramos. Why did they, they just let, Yeah, they literally oh, they not they didn't let that. anyone like any vet be on veteran the presence team. go. Team. I don't which know is why. insane to me. You know, these are players. Sergio Ramos, of course, is that veteran presence. That yes, he, he hasn't. He's a been, leader. He's a leader. He hasn't been the best for for PSG. PSG. You know, it's you're you're getting in those days. Gerard Pico just announced his retirement from Barcelona yeah. about two weeks ago. You these guys are getting up there in age. It's understandable, but at the same time, this is this is this is Sergio Ramos' last World Cup potentially. Yeah. Yeah. This potentially could be Thiago's last World Cup. Potentially yeah. David De Gea's last World Cup. You have to take these yeah, guys. You sure you sh- sure you don't have to rely on that. Mm-hmm, but you could but, just have them on the team on the bench because. But even then, Tiago makes a big difference in in games. Exactly. David de Gea has been fantastic. That's an argument you he's can been make. So he's good. been great. You can argue whether it's the back line or it's mm-hmm. or it's him, which I think it's him because yeah. that back that those fullback positions for Manchester United have been lacking all season. You know, but Sergio Ramos is that guy. Also, especially I, when it comes to the national. I team. love Portugal's team. Oh my God, Portugal! I love Portugal's great. team, dude. I'm so bad that they like. They brought Pepe. 
oh, Pepe, that, that, that goes back to that thing yeah. of these guys are older, getting up there in age. This is going to be their last Yeah, exactly. You have to take them. Yeah, on a high note. Run them into the sunset. Oh, yeah, you got you to gotta yeah. let them go out. Exactly. Whether you lose the tournament or you not make it out, you got to let them go. Also, yeah. great news, guys. Saudi Amani is I going to the World was, Cup. I didn't think he was, he was going. Go either. I didn't think he was going. Picking up that knock against, who are they playing, Werder Bremen? Uh, yeah. They were playing Werder Bremen this week, Bayern, and you know, Saudi Amani picks up a it knock. It doesn't it's, seem it's right in the Bayern jersey. No, it doesn't. It, I Liverpool hate suck. seeing him in a Liverpool Bayern suck jersey. now, and he was the big guy for Liverpool, wasn't Mo Salah, but, oh, but dude, I digress. I that, yeah. um, Come back to Liverpool. Going to the U.S., to the USMNT, you're not taking Ricardo Pepe. You know, top scorer for FC Ron again. They took Roldan of all people. Hey, Pico Christian Roldan. Pico, Pico Rivera native. native. Hey, shout out, shout out Christian Roldan. Yeah, Pico, Pico Rivera native. But at the did, same he time, to, uh, did he go to Rio? He went to, no, he uh, he went to El Rancho. El Rancho High School. Yeah, he went yeah. to El Rancho High School, and then I believe he went straight to El, um, what college? I don't know, but he's, he's a Pico Rivera native. Yeah. Well, um, for him. But again, did not have a great season Mm-mm. for yeah. the Seattle, Seattle Sounders. And you're taking him to a World Cup. You know, a kid like Ricardo Pepe, yes, he's young. He's the one that qualified the U.S. Mm-hmm. in the first place. How do yeah. you not take him? It's kind of disrespectful. Yeah, it's very disrespectful. You Change don't nations. I, <laughs> what Change was he up nations. for? He was up for Mexico, Mexico, and, Mexico and, and, and and the U.S. US. and he chose, and he chose the U.S. US. Well, because so, you're gonna get more playing time. You're gonna get more playing time for yeah. the U. Well, and Mexico still hasn't released their. No, they haven't. Dude, I have a quick, quick theory that it's I want to go it's over. It's a secret. I want to go a quick theory. So I was realizing like. Dude, like, Michael's been playing, like, trash, like, over these friendlies and stuff like that. Imagine and they just come out swinging and they kick ass. That's what I'm thinking. Mm, I don't I'm think like, so. I think they get bodied. Like, Tata Martino, like, he look you might be a genius. If he's like, oh, all these teams are, like, dude, sleeping they're on them. they're to get bodied. And then, dude. They play, they open the, pl- the, the Poland. stage with Poland. A team with Robert Lewandowski, you know. Poland. It's, this team is insane. You put a ball yeah. in, you get Robert Lewandowski but, in front dude, of net. They don't have anyone else. That's no Peter Zielinski, really. Rosinski, Wojciech Szczesny has got a great is a great back line. L three plays as one, bro. L three does the thing. Yeah. Not recently. Levin go oh yeah, it's true. But it's, it's all part of the plan, bro. You know, I it's think my biggest prediction here is at this World Cup is that we're gonna see it's gonna be a Euro, you know, South America final. It's it's, mm. it's gonna be fairly obvious. I think it's gonna be France, Brazil. I think the the third place game is gonna be Argentina, Portugal. I think Argentina will get third place. France lose to Brazil in the final. Brazil lifts a World Cup, their first World Cup since 2002. I think as much as I like Argentina and I love Messi, I love what they can do, I really don't think. But, I mean, how cool is that for a third place game? Argentina, Portugal? Argentina's not going anywhere. I don't think they win a World Cup this year. Argentina's not making the group stage. Calling it now. Oh, that's his dude. boldest oh, prediction yet. Bold Just because he thinks Mexico is too good. No, I, I promise you, like, losing Dybala is like... He's going to the World Cup, dude. Is he actually? He got called up. He got called up after all? Paulo Dybala is going to make He's not going to play. Dude, he didn't even play at all. Like, every time he gets called up to the national team, he doesn't play. Yes, but you look at this, this, this attacking no, for, their dude, attacking line that they've got. It's Paolo, actually pretty uh, Paulo Dybala, Angel Di Maria, Lautaro Martinez, Julian Alvarez, Nico Gonzalez, Joaquin Correa, Leo Messi. But it's dude, a stack front line. It's a stack front line, but their midfield's kind of lacking. Rodrigo De Paul, Leandro Paredes, Alexis McAllister, Guido Rodriguez, Ale- Papu dude, Gomez, Enzo Fernandez, Ezequiel Palacio. It's it's it lacks in the defensive midfield. Their defenders are pretty good though. Oh honestly. yeah, they're, they're they are actually stacked defensively. Right. Yes, and we'll save it for the World Cup episode. Yeah, coming up soon. Yes. and hopefully most more of the lineups start coming out. Yes, and, then we can and we'll get the, more into yes. it. We plan on a special surprise. 
next week. Next week yeah. okay. this World Cup. So I'm gonna end it right here, guys. I'm gonna end it. Um we have a lot to talk about for next week. Uh okay everyone, that is all the time we have today. We wanted to say a huge thank you to thank you to Nadine for coming in and being our mystery guest today. Uh shout out to her mm-hmm. and Volleyball Girls and Esco and stuff yes. like that. Everyone who supports us, we love you. Yes. Yes. And, and then also make sure you guys go at least to one of their games. Make sure to go at least one of your Hondo games. You got to see them in action. You got to see them play. Whether it's men's water polo, goal C basketball. They just started their season. Uh, make sure you listen to RH Sports Zone on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts at El Pasano Media. It comes out every Monday. And be sure to follow our Instagram at Alpine Media. And if you roadrunners are on campus, be sure to pick up a copy of our newest issue of the newspaper. It just came out fresh off the print. That is located in black boxes labeled with El Pasano around Rio Hondo. And also check us out online at www.elpasanoonline.com. There you guys can read our stories that we produce weekly. Also, next Friday, we will be talking about the upcoming World Cup. I am planning to do an eight-person podcast. We might have eight people coming in, talking about the World Cup, talking about the predictions. Um, We're also going to have Matthew back. You know, we love Matthew recipe, not recipes, but we want the recipes. Sorry, for today, for today, for today, for today. Yeah, but anyway, for having me, Mia. Thank you for having me, guys. Yeah, we'll have a big panel for the World Cup. I'm planning um to have maybe two mystery guests, so it might be great. It might go along with their theme. I'm not giving anything out, but you know, uh, we're gonna have two mystery guests. So you guys don't want to miss our eight person podcast. Yes, to be honest. I've never seen eight people on a podcast before. That's kind of new. It's going to be wild. That's going to be crazy. It's going to be a movie. It's going to be a lot of introductions. Um, You know, you have us here. Um, Also, come to the B112 room if you guys want to see what we can do in action. We're trying to do something live where you guys can actually see what we do, see our faces, because I know you guys just see here our face. Here 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 our voices. We're going to get something going soon. And I know you guys notice us. Like, I know you guys are just like, Oh my god! Like, what do they look like? But like, you know, we'll, that for we'll next plug week. our Instagrams yeah. one of these days. Also, we'll check out <laughs> Real Talk. It comes out every Friday. Oh my god! With another plug, yeah. Check yes. out check out any of check our produced pr- produced projects as they come out every Real Talk comes out every Friday. Every Friday oh, we come it? out every Monday. Yes. Check your check your inboxes, your real mail for Real Roundup. As yeah. subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube. Yes. Turn on that yeah. notification bell. Check us out. We're we're really awesome. You know. You also. If you guys are wanting to join the newspaper, join it. You got to talk to our producer. Aaron Martinez. Yes. You got to talk to him if you guys want to join the newspaper. It's really fun. You just produce stories every week. Our stories are really good. And then you get titles and stuff. So, yeah, this ends our podcast for today. Watch it. Listen to us next week. Watch us if you guys are watching us on YouTube. Um, So, you guys don't want to miss the World Cup episode. Okay. Bye, everyone. This is Arch Spokes. Sports Zone signing off. Bye. Have a good day.